Good morning and welcome to Dig Deep. My name is Stephen Carroll. And as always, we are so thankful that you've joined in with us here on TrueTexasRadio.com. And if you have not downloaded the KFNY app, I encourage you to do that. Great way to listen not only to us on Sunday mornings, but for sure to True Texas Radio through the week and the different programs that Will Riggs has here on his program throughout the week. Join him every morning as well. He's got Will Riggs live in the morning. It's a morning show that he does. Really good stuff. So uh, hopefully you can join in and enjoy that as well. Just really thankful for the vision and, the, as always, the opportunity to be here on TrueTexasRadio.com and also excited about the opportunities that are ahead for us. Um, we'd love to get to know you better. I always tell you that. I wish you'd uh, connect with us. Uh, you can go to www.wedigit.org and you can fill out a communication situation there. Our communication page is there for you and you can send us an email. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at StephenCarroll77. Also on Facebook, you can catch us there as well and see some live things that we do on our Facebook page, the Stephen Carroll page. So uh, find us there. Also, thank for our sponsors, and we are uh, excited to have Molly Pennington with Premier Legacy Real Estate, uh, who sponsors us and makes sure that we're on the air so we can spread the gospel, spread hope, encouragement with other people. Also, Miss Angie Carricker with the Mike Mazik Group here in Dallas. Um, she is uh, amazing as well and thankful for her and for her support of Dig Deep. I couldn't do it without them, and we'd love to have you join in with us. And so if you'd like to be a sponsor and we could promote you as well, we'd love to do that here on the broadcast. So excited about the opportunity to be with you today. And we're going to be continuing kind of talking a little bit about community and fellowship. We're getting, we're getting to change gears, like I said last week. And uh, this week we're going to kind of come in a, a different direction. We've talked about how... Uh, people were drawn to Jesus Christ um, in his life here as he walked on this earth, how they were drawn to Christ because of the relationships that he developed. He knew all about the power of fellowship and community. And for the last 15 weeks, this is our 16th week, we have been touching base or talking about uh, that, that, that principle, that purpose. That's been the title of all that we've been doing. And as we've kind of moved through it, uh, we talked about how in the beginning God created man in his image and then he created a woman for the man and and the whole idea was loving god first loving him most and then having um, that relationship with eve that could share the love that god gave to him uh, and her they could share that with one another and their children and then it expanded on out from there and so as we look at how this progressed over time the one thing that has been a constant and the one thing that you can learn about uh, the Jewish people, and uh, really about all people. People love to come together with family and community to celebrate different occasions, uh, different traditions, different seasons as we have um, here in the United States and and opportunities that we have just to come together. We look for them, to grill out, to hang out in the cul-de-sac, whatever the case may be. And as I've shared with you, um, last, last week, um, got to go to a block party and hang out with some friends of mine and and then this past weekend my son went to prom and it's like all these different occasions that we have to come together and it's all about connecting in relationships and we talked last week how that life is messy um, and and how difficult life can be and and man we need each other uh, to connect with each other we need to have people that we can have relationship with and and we want genuine relationship. You see, that's what Jesus Christ taught us was that by having authentic relationships with people, that through those relationships, you can, can share your faith, share the hope that you have. And if you're looking for faith, it's through those connections that we make with other people that have been through things that we've gone through, that have experienced the difficulties maybe that we are experiencing, uh, that have had the, the opportunity to kind of go before us at times. That's the thing in my own life. Uh, if it hadn't have been for a mentor that I had that I've talked about here on several occasions um, named Marty Kyle, uh, he was someone that invested in my life. My youth pastor growing up, uh, Donnie Parrish, was someone that in invested in my life. I could list different people that have come into my life over time that speak into my life. And, and for our ministry recently, we uh, have developed a board of directors, a new board of directors, and, and we have different walks of life, but these are people that have, have done the things that we are attempting to do or have had different experiences that are contributing to what we need and what Don and I need in our life. We need that. 
Uh, we need counsel. We need encouragement. And all of that is birthed through authentically entering into relationships. And then what you want to do is take that and share that with other people. That's what Jesus did so incredibly well. And that's what we talked about last week was how that relationships are powerful. And we even talked about that, how that when we come into that relationship that changes us, that redirects our path, so often it makes such a difference in people's lives. And if we'll enter into life with that mentality, I came away from the opportunity that I had this past week uh, working in the schools here in Forney. And I remember there was one day where I just walked away from the day. I thought, you know what, man? I love this school. I love these people. I love getting to work with the, the football team and, and different administrators and such as that. And it's because we are experiencing life together to sit in a classroom and just talk with a group of kids, you know, and to spend a, a moment just investing in their lives. I just this past week, it was one time when I was sitting in a room and it's just a group of kids and they all just gathered around my desk. And I think I've even shared this with you before, but just having that conversation. And then as the classes changed, a new class of kids came in and I was leaving the classroom and they were all like, Hey, Mr. Carroll. And we begin to talk and just have a relationship. And I think so, so often in, in religion and in Christianity, we, we lose sight of the, the power of, of a moment. I know that over the years in my life that it was because of a moment in my life that that everything shifted for me. Uh, when I was a 15-year-old student and I was living in Spring Hill, Louisiana, growing up there, and my dad and mom um, separated and, and they were eventually were divorced, it was that moment when I was at a, at a church, at First Baptist Church in Spring Hill, Louisiana, and I went there and honestly, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go to church there that morning. Um, we had grown up in small Baptist churches all my life and my me, mom, people went to that church and they wanted us to go. And, and I'll never forget that Sunday. As long as I live, I was 15 and we went to the service and we sat through the service and, you know, honestly, I just was ready to go after it was over. I wanted to, to leave and I was going out the back door, not thinking I was ever going to go back. And as I'm going out the back door, there's this man with a beard sitting at the standing at the back door and and when i approached him and he reached out and he shook my hand he said steven man we're glad you you're here so glad you're here he said to tell you what why don't you come back tonight and man you can go with us on a trip this summer we'd love to have you and just hang out and and all of a sudden in that one moment in time everything began to shift for me and and by meeting donnie that sunday morning in a time of my life that i was struggling and and I was hurting and I was lost. I was confused. I didn't want to be there that morning. He reached out to me and my sister and, and we came back that night. And, and I want to tell you that that was a spiritual marker in my life. That was a moment in time where the power of, a, of fellowship and the power of a relationship and community absolutely redirected the course of my life. I, I did. I could tell you from that moment I invested. I, I, I never missed youth group. I was always going. I, I found relationships there that I still have to this day, 30 plus years later. I, I was led to a small college in Conway, Arkansas, where I went to school. I met my wife, Donna, there, and, and everything shifted. Now, isn't that incredible? And I, and I want to tell you this morning that wherever you are in life, and, and I maybe want to speak to some of you guys that that are listening today and you're thinking, you know what, my, my story just doesn't matter. My life doesn't matter. It doesn't, I'm not sure how I'm making an impact. Can I tell you something? You are. And not only are you, you need to recognize that if you can get the order of what we've talked about over the last 15 weeks, look, love God most. Start there. He cares about you. That's where it all begins. That's where it all began in the Garden of Eden with Adam. What does that mean? We've talked about that. You see, that's why Jesus came we've talked about this over and over again, is Jesus came to make things right, to show us who God is and show us how God expects us to live. Look at the life of Jesus. What did he do? He loved people. He engaged in people's lives. He was a part of moments in time, like I experienced, that, that shaped the entire, their entire life. I could name all the names of the people that connected, the, the woman at the well, the uh, Mary Magdalene, the, the, the prostitute that came to Christ, the, and, and her life was changed. Um, I could name Peter and James and John, and we could talk about Paul and all these different people, not, not to mention 
the countless people that encountered Jesus on a hillside as he was just sitting on a, a hillside talking, uh, the, the people that were healed that came in contact with Jesus, the blind that could see again, the lame that walked again, the dead that were risen, all these people, their lives were impacted by Jesus taking the time to invest and be in relationship with other people, to be available to people. And, and, and folks, that's the thing that that I want us to understand this 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 morning is that God wants us to to be available and so often we are so consumed with what we're living through and rightfully so on many occasions and and it's in those moments that that we're consumed we need someone else uh, just this past week a, a tragic situation happened here in our hometown where uh, someone passed away a, a, a young a young adult and and, and and just looking at at the mom's Facebook page and having a conversation and seeing the outpouring of love and community that, that she has because she's lived in community for all these years. And and you see it happen over and over again. And here in the, in our in our, our state, just down the road in Canton, there was a tornado, I'm sure you heard about it, that, that ripped through that community. And there's a church there that that I've been blessed to serve called Old Bethel Baptist Church. And their congregation was was devastated on so many fronts. And if you watch the news and you listen and you look, you see an outpouring of community and relationships of people. There are videos that you've seen of people that, that don't even know. There was a car that turned upside down and, and people rushed to aid and to bring these two children out of that car and and, and save their lives. That's that's the, the nature that's inside of all of us. That's that that longing inside of us to to be a part of other people's lives to help other people can i tell you something and let's get this straight let's clear this up that longing deep inside of us listen that is that is not something that that we that we can do on our own it's something that god has put in every one of us and his desire for all mankind for everyone in existence is that we would understand that desire, that longing that's inside of us it is something that we long for to have a relationship with God. And the way we do that is through Jesus Christ. There, there is none of us that are good, the Bible says. None of us. Anything that's good about us is something that God has placed in us. The Bible says in Psalm 139 that, that we're all fearfully, we're wonderfully made. And what I want you to hear this morning is that is that God wants us to recognize, and Jesus came to show us, listen, I want you to live in community, and the only way that you can truly live is to know the source of all life, to know the source of all love, to know the source of all hope, to know the source of, of complete help that we need in our lives, that perfect relationship that we can have with God, that he can restore, we can have that that line of communication with him through prayer. And the way that happens is just to say, Lord, Lord, I believe in you. I know that Jesus made a way for me. And because of his death and his life that you gave to him, that you rose him from the dead, that I can now have life. And you share that life with other people. Does that make sense? That's the whole essence of the gospel. That's everything that Jesus came to show us. You know, recently, as we, we talk about this whole idea of community and relationship, and we think about how connected we are, how valuable those relationships are, how much we need someone else. And, and, and we're all different personalities. We all look at things differently. I'm more outgoing, and I, I enjoy having a broad scope of relationships and, and being involved in many different things. My wife Donna is very much more of an introvert, and, and she values communication, and she values those 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 intimate moments and those relationships that that matter and and so she longs for that we all have our different way that we search for but at the end of the day we all want to have community and connection my my my, my daughter and I, and so many other people have watched the show one tree hill and i'm the kind of person that can just jump into the middle of a show and kind of catch up and figure it out and miss a lot of details so i don't get the whole concept of it you know but but i found myself jumping into this as they were watching it on Netflix a while back and and just seeing the relationships and the different things and and how they functioned and, and what I love about shows like that and opportunities that we have is that they 
many times can can challenge us you know they can help us see and the how much we need one another and and here's the thing that i want us to see today is that every one of us all of us every one of you listening today this morning as you were here all of us have been given a purpose the bible says in ephesians 2 10 and, and i've shared this verse with you before that we are we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus now that's so huge you were created by God, for God, with a purpose. And the activating part of that relationship comes is that when we recognize that through Jesus, we can have that relationship with God, that that's where purpose begins. And that's why the verse says in Ephesians 2.10 for, for that we are his workmanship, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to be like Jesus. In Christ Jesus to do good things that he has ordained for us. In other words, we all have a purpose. We all have a mission. We all have a vision that God has placed in us. And when we come alongside one another, in those moments, we can experience the encouragement that we did, that we need many times to keep going. In fact, just this past week, a dear friend of mine named Gerald Deaton put a post up on Facebook on my on my wall and and it was exactly what I needed because I was discouraged I was battling I was struggling I didn't know you know what's the point why do I keep going to this school why do I keep serving here why do I keep doing this and I needed that because that was my reason why don't quit don't give up continue through that purpose that relationship with Gerald Deaton caused the the, the opportunity for him to encourage me in that moment to keep going do you see that and so today, God maybe brought you here to, for me to encourage you and to say, listen, God's got a purpose in your life. And through Jesus, you can fulfill that purpose. And it may seem hopeless. It may seem empty. It may seem like you're lost or are struggling. But that's what God wants us to understand. He wants us to recognize is that he has created us for a purpose and that as we find that purpose, then we in turn share that encouragement with other people as we are being obedient to what God called us to do. As I was listening to the One Tree Hill or watching the One Tree Hill show, I'd heard my wife, my, uh, my daughter sing this old Gavin DeGraw song that, that we used several years ago. And, and I love this song and it's called, I Don't Wanna Be. I don't wanna be anybody other than what I've been made to be. And, and I wanna play this song for you. I wanna come back and I wanna kind of bring us together and let us recognize the value of these relationships and how God, through this moment, these moments, can lead us in a complete different direction than we ever thought we'd go. It's important we find that purpose. That's what this is all about.
I've been trying to be lately. All I have to do is think of me and I peace of mind. I'm tired of being around you, wondering what I gotta do or who I'm supposed to be. I don't wanna be anything other than you. So every time you hear that song now, it, it, for me, looking back, it's like this whole idea that, look, I, I just want to be who I was designed to be. And, and it's like he says in the, in the chorus there, he says, you know, I'm surrounded by liars and imposters. And here's what I want us to see is that that's, that's all of us. We're all surrounded by all kinds of people in every situation, every circumstance. And, and no one is perfect. No one has it all together. No one has ever had it together other than Jesus Christ. And he came to show us how we could fulfill that purpose that God intended for us and how we can encourage one another as we walk that journey together. That was what Christ was so good about. And this song, every time you hear the song, and I don't want to be, and now it's been linked to the show One Tree Hill, you know. And as I watch the show, I, you know, I mean, every show you can pick it apart and religious, religious people can do that all day long or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's a lot of good things that you can find out of a lot of different situations. And it was about this group of people that went from high school and grew up together and all these crazy plots and twists and turns and all that stuff. But at the end of it, I love the final episode where Gavin DeGraw is singing, he sings this song and they all know the song and they've all gathered back at this familiar spot that they've been many times before. And huge smiles on their faces. And, and there's this moment where you realize, look, you know what? This, this is who I am. This is where I belong. I have these people around me. And, and they have been in relationship with me for so long. And what I want us to see this morning is that when you have that, then you're able to continue on and press on. The thing that keeps us moving forward is having people in our life that we know we can trust, that we know understand us, that we know will listen, that we know will be authentic in our life. It's like he says, I'm surrounded by imposters, you know. I just have to choose individually to be what it is I was designed to be. And that's what I want you to see. That's what God intended for us to recognize is that, look, I created you for a purpose. And through my son, Jesus Christ, you can fulfill that purpose. That's why the Bible says in, in Philippians 4, 13, look, I, in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's his strength. It's his life that gives us a life. This morning, I want you to know something is that through Christ, his, he is the one that gives us the ability and the strength that we need to pursue what it is that God's called us to do, to keep pressing on, to keep moving forward. And through that relationship, if we learn about him, then we're able to share that life with other people around us. When you enter a room, that's what God intends, is that you would bring that life with you. Even in the midst of difficult times and difficult days, listen, maybe this morning you're saying, Stephen, I don't feel like I have life. I don't feel like things. I understand. I get it. We all get there, right? I, I do. And and I had a conversation with, with someone this past week, and, and, and the conversation was with this mom that, that, that experienced this incredible tragedy. And, and I didn't have anything to say. I didn't have anything to say other than, this just sucks. This is awful. It just is. There's no way around it. And, and, but I want you to know that I love you, and, and we're here. And, and that's what is important. And I know in tragic situations and things like that, it, that we, we find ourselves not knowing exactly what to do. Whether it's the tornado that happened in Canton and, and, and we can physically find things that we can do there. We can go help. We can help 
you know, rebuild people's lives. We can take things to them. But there are all those moments when there's nothing that we can give. There's nothing that we can do other than just love somebody and just be there. That is what Jesus Christ was so good at. You know, songs are powerful. Moments are powerful in life. And as I think about the song we just listened to and I think about this whole idea of of, of trusting. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm tired of trying to be what he says. You know what he says? I'm tired of trying to be what, what everyone else wants me to be. I, I desire to be what I was intended to be. And by doing that, guess what? Then we are able to encourage others that are in the same place. But to get there, we know that we need other people. You know, this morning, I, I want to share with you the story of Noah. And it's an interesting story to think about when we talk about this whole idea of relationships and community because at the end of the day sometimes it it narrows back down you know to what matters most because if we don't have that right and we're not obedient at at the core level of our life then all that outside stuff is just peripheral it's just circumstantial Do, do you see what i'm saying you see the bible says that that god looked around the earth and he didn't find anybody anybody that was living the way they were supposed to be living other than Noah and he chose Noah to do something that had never been done and he asked him to do something that had never been done he asked him to enter into a situation that was going to cause him to be ridiculed and that was probably going to bring a lot of questions to his family's life not probably for sure it would and if you know the story of Noah, then you, you realize where I'm headed with this. It had never rained. There had never been a boat built. All these things were first. And God told Noah, this is what I want you to do. And here's the thing that I want us to see. Is that individually, we have to choose. We have to choose to be obedient to something. I mean, people are obedient to ways of living they're obedient to what they want they're obedient to their desires at at the end of the day you're going to choose you're going to choose something we all do and those choices each are going to have consequences right i mean even as i say that i think about my own life and i think about just how we can be become known for things because of the choices we've made I know there are things in my life and probably people that are listening to this broadcast possibly and they know me they know my failures they know my my weaknesses they know my struggles we all have them I I think the test is this is that even though we have those struggles and even though we have those difficulties even though we come to those crises in our life when we have to choose what we believe in, in those moments those choices matter and in those moments as we make those choices we need to recognize look this is what i believe and we need to have people around us that believe like we do that that will speak truth into our life but yet will support us in what we've been asked to do i've been blessed over the years to to be in contact with a lot of people to have relationships i i can think of so many from years back, high school to college, people that impacted my life, friends that I have to this day that I don't see near as much as I would like to. Ministry. I remember my first church at Temple Baptist Church in Little Rock, Arkansas, and 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 entering into that profession. And, and I was so thankful that I had people that taught me that relationships matter. And you know where that started? It started with my parents. Uh, my dad, Philip Carroll, He was a guidance counselor and a teacher in Spring Hill, Louisiana for over 30 years. Worked with kids, still is working with, he still is working with kids. He's 71 years old, still working with students, still working with people, loving people. My dad never saw, man, listen, race and social status and all that stuff. Man, my dad never taught me anything like that. He taught me to love people. He showed me how to love people. My mom was the same way. My mom... My mom, Mary Nell, would 
Isn't that a great name? That's a good South Arkansas, North Louisiana name, right? Marianelle. She would show me so many. She would give her last $20 to somebody. She just loves people. She'll pray for you. She cares about you. She'll engage in your in your life. You see, it started. It started there. And even though my parents were divorced and 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 that created all kinds of issues and chaos, God took that foundation that He gave to me and expanded it. And then I entered into a relationship with a youth pastor, like I told you, mentors. But what was the common thread in every one of those mentors' lives in in, in my life was Stephen. Be real, be authentic, love people, be there for people, engage in people's lives. Don't be so consumed with how many come to your youth group. Don't be so consumed with all these things that be, be more aware of who's there. Love who's there. Be present with people. Now I'm ADD and I've struggled with that, but what I, as I look back, I've been blessed to have all these relationships. And as I thought about this, this, this concept, what we're talking about this morning and entering into community and fellowship with other people, it all starts with the mentality. What do you believe? How do you respond? It all comes back to the core of it all. And, and that's where Noah had to come to. Noah had to come to a place in his life where he, what do I believe? individually because here's what i want you to see today is that your marriage your your parenting style your relationship with your parents relationship with other people is all all surrounded by what you believe at the core of who you are in fact let me say it better everything around you is impacted is by what's at the core of who you are and what you believe and at those moments, in those crises, like Gavin DeGrasse said, look, I don't want to be anything other than what I was designed to be. That's what I want to be. And that's how dreams die is when we, we move away from what we believe. That's where we lose hope. That's where we lose focus. That's where we become consumed with the wrong things. That's where we enter into the wrong relationships. We're searching and we're looking, but we, our core is not right. What we believe on the inside, what we believe and what we've chosen to believe, and it's like Paul said, so often we're tossed about by every wind and wave of doctrine that comes our way. And, and I want to encourage you today that wherever you are, to, to make sure that you begin there with Jesus at the core. What has he designed you to be? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says in Jeremiah that he knew you before you were, before you were formed in your mother's womb. The Bible says, look, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and give you a future. That's what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. You see, the, the, the idea is, look, I want you to know, whatever, whoever you are, everyone listening this morning, God wants you to know that he created you for a purpose. And that purpose becomes activated in your life through a relationship with Jesus Christ. He shows you. He gave you the example. He will lead you by the power of his presence in your life. And then from there, everything changes. Everything outward is impacted. Our relationships are impacted. Our community is changed. All our atmosphere is changed as we move forward with that relationship first. Does that make sense? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Is that's what God wants us to see about our own lives because that will make a difference and that will impact how we engage in relationships around us. As I said, over the years, I've been blessed to, to have a ton of relationships and a ton of opportunities in ministry and, and youth groups and such as that. And, and there was a season in my life where there was a, a band that entered into our life. And I'll never forget the first time I, I heard them. I, I, was, I was a student, I was in college, and they began, it was a, a Christian rap hip-hop band they're called dc talk and and i remember being at a youth pastors conference years ago well over 25 years ago and and they brought out a new album and and the, the title of this album was called jesus freak and and the whole concept of the album everything about the album was about moving into 
people's lives with the truth that they had initially found. With what they knew about God and what they recognized through Jesus Christ and taking that into other people's lives. That album was transformational. We played that all the time in our youth group in the early 90s. And we would share that with people. And, and there was, the title song was Jesus Freak. And, and I wanted to play it for you this morning because for two reasons. Number one, I, I want to share with you that, that we have to individually choose to not be consumed with others around us, but to make the choice to be obedient to what God has called us to do, what God has asked us to do. First of all, by accepting the provision of Jesus and then moving forward in our life from there. No one can give that to us. Only him. He's the one that sources that to us, gives us. He's the source of that life. And then everything moves out. And the second reason is this, is that the power of that relationship with God will transform your life in such a way where you can move out authentically to do what you were designed to do and impact people around you with the message that God's given to you. I want to play this song. I love this song. And I want to share with you after we're done about what it means to me.
I'll never forget when that song came out. It was back, like I said, in the early 90s, and it was so different. It was so unique. It was so out of character for Christian music at the time. I mean, really, it was. It was like I, it had never been done before. And, and, and at that point, it was something that made such a huge impact in so many people's lives. It truly did. And, and I think the reason that it did was because it was a group of guys that had a passion and a purpose. And that passion and purpose was, look, I want, I want to make a difference. I want to use this gift, this ability that I've been given. I want to really get into the culture. I really want to reach, I want to reach people. And, and that's the whole purpose of the song. And I love the line that, that says, the beginning of it says, Separated, I cut myself clean from a past that comes back in my darkest of dreams. I've been apprehended by a spiritual force and a grace that replaced all the me I divorced, I've divorced. And, and the whole idea of the, the, the song is, look, is that there comes a point in time in our life where we have to individually choose God above everything else. We have to, to be a Jesus freak. And it doesn't mean that we're, it means we're different. It means we're peculiar. It means we're unique. It means that, that we want to make a difference in other people's lives. I want to tell you something. That song was an anthem for our youth group in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'll never forget it. In fact, the last night that I was at the church there at Temple Baptist Church, we played that song. That was the last song that we played and the whole reason we, that we played it was because our whole message and everything that we had done for all those years was, look, take this life that you've been given and give it to other people. Be peculiar. Be different. Engage. And so often in, in, in religious circles, we, we think that means give up this, give up that, be this way, walk a certain way, talk a certain way. That's not what, the, that's not what it's about. You see, Jesus Christ, when he was on this earth, he didn't walk like religious people walked. He didn't do everything that religious people did. He did it different. That's why he was crucified, because he was causing things to change. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be unique. It's like Gavin DeGraw said, look, I don't want to be anything other than what you've designed me to be. The song Jesus Freak says, look, I want to... I want to make a difference. It refers to people that, that have done things that are different. I love the, the line that, that said there was a man with a tattoo and he was standing on a box in the middle of a group of, pit, of people. And, and he had this, this green tattoo and he said, look, he's got a dream. And that dream was to share hope with other people. Listen, we have the opportunity individually to know the creator of the universe and then as we learn and know more about him by learning who jesus was and how jesus responded and how jesus lived then as i've said over and over and over again we are able to love other people we're able to encourage other people we're able to be what god intended for us to be and what i want us to see this morning is this is then we're able to do things that that we never dreamed that we might be able to do. We are able to accomplish something that can make a difference in our lives and in those lives closest to us. And then it will impact others around us. This morning, as I shared, I, I want to I talk to you for a, just a few minutes about, about Noah. And there's a few things about Noah that are really interesting and, and, and we're probably going to come back and touch base on this again next week because there's no way that we can hit it all but but as we look back at genesis chapter 6 and in verses 9 through 22 it, it, it talks about how that that noah was a righteous man blameless living on the earth he walked in in close fellowship with god he had three sons shem ham and japheth and and, and god saw look the earth had become corrupt and filled with violence and and, and he saw everything that was going on. It was completely out of control. Why? Because it was all about them. It was all about what they wanted, their desires. It, it moved far away from loving God most and allowing that to impact people around them. So God made a decision. He said, look, we're going to, man, this, there's going to be a flood. And, and Noah, I, I want to I save you and your family. And I want you to do something crazy. 
I want you to build a boat. Can you imagine Noah said, build a what? A boat. What, what's that? Why do I need a boat? It's going to rain. What's that? You see, to this point, there had never been any rain. There had never been a boat built. There nothing. And God said, look, I want you to build this thing. It's going to be 450 feet long. It's going to be 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I want you to build it. And then I'm going to cover the earth in a flood. And it's going to destroy everything other than you, your your wife, your sons, their wives, and two of each each animal. And they're going to come to you. Every Two of each bird and every crawling creature and all these things, they're going to come. And, and pairs of every kind, they'll, they'll, they'll come to you and you'll keep them alive. And make sure you put enough food on there and, and I want you to do this. Now here's the thing I want you to see. So God speaks to Noah and says, look, this is what I want you to do. Now I want you to understand something. If Noah doesn't have that relationship with God and trust God individually first, none of this happens. Because then he has to go and have the conversation with his wife. Honey, we're supposed to build a boat. Build a what? A boat. It's going to rain. It's going to what? It's going to rain. Who told you this? God did. And then Noah's wife had to have a relationship with God to trust that that he was faithful through this and then she was able to trust her husband and then it spilled into the lives of their sons and and their wives and what i love is in in verse 22 the bible says noah did everything exactly as god had commanded him noah did it exactly the way it was supposed to be in genesis 7 5 the bible says again noah did everything as god had commanded him and I want you to see something this morning. I want to share something. Just three things that when you put these three things together, when you put these three things together, it prepares you for what's ahead. And not only does it prepare you for what ahead, what's ahead, it impacts those people around you as well. All of us have the decision to make. I mean, look, it was, it, it was rain. It had never been seen before. It was a boat. It had never been done before. Didn't know what it took. Didn't know what it looked like. And to top it all off, at this time, Noah was 500 years old. 500. This is before life and, and lives of people were were limited. And there's so much history in this. There's so much detail in this. I encourage you to study it. But what I want you to see this morning are three things. And, and I think these apply. And as we begin to wrap this up this morning, we have to have extraordinary vision extraordinary vision you see Noah was asked to do something extraordinary never been done before but we have to accept the fact that God wants us individually to do something extraordinary now in our ministry we dig it the word dig stands for discover innovate and grow together now that word innovate is is huge it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that is innovative that's never been done before, like Noah was asked. It may be, but it means it's new to you. It means that God's asking you to change something. He's asking you to do something different, something that you've never done before, something that you've struggled to do. You see, it takes extraordinary vision and extraordinary will to forgive someone that's betrayed you. It takes extraordinary vision and an extraordinary faithfulness and obedience to love someone that, that just is unlovable. It takes extraordinary vision to, to walk through difficulty that you don't think you can make it through. It takes extraordinary vision to, to choose to, to take a path that, that maybe others won't, wouldn't take. Like the song Jesus Freak says, you know? You're a freak, man. What what are you thinking? I mean, how, how are you going to do that? How are you going to pay your bills? How? how what, what, what are you going to... How's it going to happen? Well, it's by faith. It takes vision. Do you see? This morning, maybe you're listening to me, and as you're listening, you're, there's something that, that God's been leading you to do for a while. Maybe there's a, a decision that you've been struggling with. Maybe there's a relationship that needs to be restored. I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you that Noah was asked to do something extraordinary. At a, at a very late time in his life, with his wife and three sons, that had never been done. 
God sent me here this morning to tell somebody, to tell you, listen, that this idea of community and fellowship, it, it starts with us being willing to realize, look, we're not ordinary. That God has called us to be extraordinary. He's called us each individually to do things that, that are beyond us, to stretch us, get outside of our comfort zone. I, I love that about my wife. She, Donna will, will take on a task that just seems impossible, you know, but her faith presses on and she's so steady and, and consistent in what she does. And it makes a difference. And being married to me is difficult enough. But when you press on with faithfulness, then you see the result. Her art and the things she does and the drawings and the things that she tackles and takes on. Even in the middle of it at times, she'll say, why did I even do this? But she'll get to the end. You know, I bet there was many times when Noah said, why did I agree to do this? You know, the Bible says that when Noah and his family and all the animals came out of the ark, that he was 601 years old. Now that, that tells us that building this ark, it took a long time, very long time, right at a 75 to 100 years, somewhere in there. And it was just him and his three sons. And can you imagine all the things that, that he went through? You see, not only do we have to have extraordinary vision, we have to have faith-led obedience. We have to believe in what we're doing. We have to remind ourselves of what we believe. And as we do this, understand that people are watching. People are a part of what is happening around us. My wife and I have experienced this on multiple occasions. Stephen, how are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to do this? What, what, what is it? And we just have to say, we just have faith to believe that God is going to take care of us. You press on. And what, presses, what causes you to press on is that purpose, that extraordinary vision that God has given to you. And then the encouragement of those closest to you that you love. And then knowing that as you move forward and press on, that God's using you to make a difference in other people's lives. Noah had faith. And that faith moved him to obedience. Now I want you to stop for just a minute. What is the extraordinary thing that God is asking you to do? God sent me here to encourage you. This is our community. This is our fellowship. What is it? Is it something that you need to let go of? That's going to take an extraordinary work of God in your life to get rid of it? Is it choosing to move away from something that you know God is leading you to, but you're fearful? Can you imagine the ridicule and the fear that Noah and his family had to feel? When people came by and said, no, what are you doing? I'm building a boat. What is that? Can I tell you that all the things that they went through and everything they experienced, it, it took faith to move forward in that, to be obedient to what God had asked them to do. They had to be freaks, Jesus freaks, that would press on. Listen, whatever had happened in the past and all the issues and all the struggles, listen, what mattered was where they were that day, what God had called them to, what God had asked them to do. And through all that, they, they not only had to have extraordinary vision, they not only had to have faith-led obedience, I mean, listen, they had to have undaunted determination. I like that word, undaunted. Determination, something that just is just completely out of character undaunted says look i'm not gonna quit i'm not gonna give up i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna press on i mean people probably laughed at them told them they couldn't do it told them they couldn't make it and you know what at those times in your life this is what i want you to see that's when that relationship with god is crucial that's when you have those conversations that are hard. Lord, where are you? God, what have you asked me to do? How am I going to make it? God, I can't do this. And that's when Jesus Christ encourages us to move forward. And that's when our stories are being written. And as we move forward, then those that are closest to us will follow. And they'll move forward too. And then others around us will see 
and they'll experience. It's just like Psalm 40 says, I waited patiently upon the Lord. He inclined and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit, out of the mud of the mire. He set my feet upon a rock. And many will see and many will fear the Lord. I love that verse. And you know what happens? When you take extraordinary vision and you add to it faith-led obedience and you add to that undaunted determination, you know what happens? You're prepared for what's ahead. Because the day came when rain did fall. The day came when the Bible says that water did come up from the depths of the earth and from the heavenlies. And the earth was covered with water. And Noah and his wife and his sons and their wives and those animals, all of them were prepared. Why? Because one man, one man accepted the task. One man had the love for God and the relationship with God to move forward and that that impacted those that he loved most and now today thousands and thousands of years later it's impacting our lives too we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk a little more about this and as we do we're going to share this whole idea of what God expects us to be listen I want to leave you today with this idea and, and we'll play a song as we exit called Sinking Deep but I want to pray for you. And the thought I want to leave with you today is what is God, what is God individually saying to you? What is that relationship that he wants to build in your life? He wants you to stand in his presence and say, Father, what is it that you want me to do? I want to challenge you. What is that, what is that one thing that's going to take extraordinary vision in your life? What is it? What is it that's going to take that faith to step out I can't tell you what that is. I can give you a whole list of things. But we have to stay determined. Move forward. Because our lives and what we choose to do are daily impacting those we love most and those that we come in contact with everywhere we go. You see, the power of fellowship and community is this, is that we choose to be obedient to what God has asked us to do. And then that in turn impacts others around us and encourages people. I hope this has been a blessing to you today. I want to encourage you. Think through this. What is God asking you to do today? How does he want to use you in other people's lives? And let other people come beside you as you move forward. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the chance to have this relationship with you. God, thank you for the power of community and fellowship. First of all, with you. Thank you that you call us to do things that are extraordinary that require faith and obedience. And God, if we'll be undaunted in our determination, Lord, you will lead us, show us exactly what you want us to be and where you want us to be and what you want us to do. I pray your blessing on everyone that's listening today. I pray you bless them wherever they are. And I pray, God, you'd help them to have the courage to do what you've asked them to do and let them realize that as they move forward, their faith and their obedience in you will impact others around them. We love you, Lord. We ask this in your holy and awesome name. Amen and amen. Have a great day today. Look forward to seeing you next week. Listen to this as we exit. We may come back and play this again next week. Is he-